Charity Chat. I'm your host, Samuel Davies. I hope you're finding your way through these difficult times, and thank you for joining us for this podcast episode. In this episode, we're speaking with Nicolette Wolf, CEO of Be More, a charity specialising in connecting, educating, and inspiring individuals passionate to make a difference in the world through living generous lifestyles. We talk about the work of Be More and how it helps people to discover the joy that comes from generosity, the charities they support, and how they're helping to develop the next wave of philanthropists. There are some great transferable qualities for all charities in what Nicolette has to say about Be More's work. So without further ado, here is Nicolette Wolf speaking to me about the work of Be More. I'm delighted to be joined today by Nicolette Wolf, CEO of Be More. Hello, Nicolette. Thanks for having me. Pleasure. Thanks again for, for uh, being on the show. Um, so, yeah, I've, I've been looking at your website. I'm a bit more familiar with Be More. But for our listeners, could you explain a little bit about uh, what it is that you do and what does Be More do? Sure. Be More is a 14-year-old charity that connects, educates, and inspires young professionals who are passionate to make a difference in this world through living generously. Our vision is all about embedding the value of generosity into culture. And we do this through giving groups. So young professionals join our online Be More experience for free. And these run for seven weekly evening sessions on a Monday. And in a group of six plus two Be More mentors, they collaborate their time, their money, and their talents into a group shared giving pot and learn how to be generous and choose at the end of the program to give to. Uh, So it's a great way to meet like-minded people, share ideas on giving and social justice, hear inspiring talks from key experts in philanthropy and charity and actually make a real and tangible difference to a cause and a need. So uh, that's sort of it in a nutshell. If I go into a slightly more detail, each group starts with zero pounds in their group shared giving pot. And we know as givers that everybody has different capacities to give of their time and their talents and their money. So each participant in their group is taken on this journey where we skill them up to be good donors. And part of that journey is saying, actually, what have you got to give? What are your unique capabilities, finances and resources? And during the program, we ask them to pledge uh, confidentially to their mentors. So none of the other group know what financial capacity they have to give at the end of the program. And then the mentor announces that total and they're encouraged to fundraise and and think of creative ways to uh, get more money into the pot. And then they give this total amount together. So there's a sense of a multiplication effect because they give in groups. Um, As well as that, Sam, we also do a calendar of weekly podcasts on how to be more generous and webinars with generous world changers. These are inspiring teachers of generosity who definitely walk the talk. And we run Be More in corporates. So uh, we run 
face-to-face -face and online programs at Goldman Sachs and Horse Bank, for example. And uh, it's just a brilliant way to create a social movement that um, generosity is all about a ripple effect of good that just keeps going. And uh, we just at Be More want to encourage people to be more and really spread that generosity movement. What are the uh, motivations uh, for people joining BMO? Is it that they want to affect a bigger change by working with others, or is it um, kind of a social element of it, or, or something else? Yeah, it's a really good question. Uh, people join us for a number of different reasons. I think, firstly, they genuinely want to make a difference, but they don't know quite how to start. And you know, it's quite easy to feel overwhelmed with the amount of charities out there and the amount of things asking for our need, uh, for our attention. Mm. And so uh, they come to be more knowing that they will de definitely be able to um, make a difference and be taught how to make a difference in a step-by-step -step way. So they're given a toolkit on giving, doing well and giving well at the end of the program yeah um and they also come for the social aspect you know i think particularly with social media you can get stuck in the rut of your own facebook friends and your own um instagram followers and people really come because they want to meet people who are uh, stimulating they can have conversations around the vehicle of generosity and social justice that they perhaps can't do in their normal social social spheres mm. so be more is a real vehicle for people to find a bit more meaning find a bit more purpose maybe question their spirituality and their values and their morals but ultimately as well you know in this day and age uh, generosity and kindness is so needed so they are very attracted to the fact that they will see a real intangible difference. And are you, are you seeing, um, so you've been going, the BMOR has been going for 14 years, you said. Didn't you? Um, are, are you seeing a, an increase in engagement over that time? Are more and more people wanting to be part of this movement? Yeah, definitely. Um, when we first started out, obviously we were very small and many people didn't know about us, but we're growing year on year. And what we've actually found in this time of pandemic, we've moved all our programs online, that we are recruiting incredibly quickly. Mm. So these groups are now launching on a Monday night and our recruitment has been um, very, very swift. People, I think, whilst actually they're in a time of anxiety and fear, possibly about their own needs and their own finances, actually are, are increasingly wanting to give back and wanting to feel that they have a bit more meaning than materialism focus that they possibly have had in the past. That's really good, isn't it? I, I suppose I was talking to somebody about this uh... A couple of shows ago we were talking about how sometimes the best way through your own um, anxiety is to help others and I guess that might play a part in in this for those doing absolutely more. Yeah. yeah 
So statistically, there's been some brilliant research in the US that says that if you are generous, that you uh, increase your life satisfaction by around 30%. And we obviously measure our uh, participants' uh, impact and, and, and how we um, deliver well. And we have reported that people who have gone through a more themselves have a 33% rise in life satisfaction. They're less anxious and they're more happy. Mm. Um, so it, it, it's it's... Ge the, the value of generosity whilst it seems costly and it is there is a real choice sometimes to allow your heart to be affected by need there is an emotional and material choice but what we find as we do step in is that whilst we are rewarding the recipients the, the giver is the one that's rewarded more there is a real joy to be found in giving. Your kind of model is, and you're a charity yourselves, but you're bringing people together to give, to raise funds for other charities, is that right? Yeah, absolutely. So we feel as if we are a teaching and a facilitator charity. Um, we have quite an interesting model. We want to uh, demonstrate generosity ourselves. So we want to give all our resources for free. We have an incredibly robust uh, teaching manual that was written in conjunction with Dr. Beth Breeze. He's a leading expert in philanthropy. All our webinars uh, are typically free. We want to ensure the, that as many people as possible can be facilitated to, into a lifestyle of generosity where they find their own giving voice. So through the program, whilst the group will choose one worthy course and charity at the end of the program, actually that we're also taking a participant on an, a personal journey and we're saying, so what does this journey of generosity mean to you moving forward? What causes have really spoken to your heart? What are the charities that you've identified through the process that you'd actually like to support beyond Be More? Mm. So we teach, give them a plan for their generous journey moving forward that um, allows them to really incorporate all that they've learned back into their personal, personal lives after the journey. And, and does Be More, do, do people register and pay Be More? Is that how you continue to, to, to run? <laughs> that, would be, uh, that would be really good. Um, not particularly, no. Uh, what we feel is that after people have experienced what we offer them for free, typically uh, many will turn around and say, actually, we want to sponsor the next person's place on the program. Right. So we don't want to inhibit anyone from doing it. We say it's free, enjoy it, receive our generosity first mm. so that you can pour it out to others. Yet at the same time, um, we are very uh, blessed to receive donors off the people who've been in, on our programs, foundations who support our work and really believe in what we do. 
yet we are so small. So the challenge for us is always funding. Mm. Uh, we could be a lot bigger if we had uh, funding for the operational costs to really turn these programs around. But uh, thankfully, people have believed in us for 14 years. And I, I'm hoping that during and after the pandemic, people will continue to do so. Whilst we're not a frontline charity and in solving the COVID-19 needs, mm. actually we're encouraging generations to give who throughout their lifetime will create a ripple of giving that will just keep giving benefit. There'd be some uh, people working for charities listening to this podcast thinking, you know, Be More is, is setting out to do what we're setting out to do with our supporters. It it's, must be hard for charities who are trying to deliver, um, say it's a frontline charity, they're trying to deliver, they're trying to fundraise from lots of different groups. Your, your remit is solely focused on developing these kind of future and, and current philanthropists, I guess. Yes. Uh, what we're finding naturally is that we are actually coming up with quite a good list of um, charities that we have supported through these uh, Be More groups that have had all the due diligence done. Sure. And um, they're, they're good, solid charities, which, um, you know, we don't tell our, our members who to choose as a charity, but they choose charities that they think do have um, opportunity to make that more frontline impact. What, what kind of things are you looking at? Would you signpost to charities, for example, or, or is it you have a long list that people can choose from? And, and what kind of things are you looking at in terms of due diligence? Yeah, so for us, us as a charity, we have a rule which is any charity that our participants pick has to be a UK registered charity. But we cannot bias the process at all. We say to them, this is part of your learning to find out and almost feel the pain of being overwhelmed with all the charities that you could choose from. Yeah. So there is a sense that we do want them to experience feeling a bit um, as if there's so much choice mm. to then narrow it down. And, and we do uh, say, you know, there are some good lists of charity uh, organisations that do endorse certain charities, but actually we want to sort of drop them in at the deep end in order for them to sort of really realise the overwhelming need and overwhelming options there are to support charities. But we obviously do guide them through that process as well. But initially, we, we are wanting to make sure that they, it's quite an emotional experience being more. This is not just about your head. This is about really tugging at their heartstrings as well to ensure that we do create long-term sustainable change. Uh, we are really transforming these people into lifelong givers. And so we work on two levels. All of us have been touched by charity in our personal lives in one way or another, or have friends or family that have. So is it that people sometimes bring their own ideas of causes that they are interested in supporting because they may be benefited from a, from a cause or something like that? Yeah, absolutely. So the first and second session that our groups are together, 
we are absolutely saying, come on, what, what makes you passionate? What makes you angry about giving? What are the needs that have really spoken or impacted you? And so we are trying to get them to dig a bit under the surface to really ascertain what makes them tick as a donor. And actually, as a group, if you collaborate all those, that raw energy and together, what is their defining voice as a group? What are the key values they hold? What are the key passions, the key needs, key causes? That, um, so they find a theme with which they can then hang a charity on. And we look at as well in terms of what they want. Is it that they want to create long-term sustainable change? So is this about giving to a charity that does a lot of campaigning? Or is it that they want to experience solving a need quite quickly? So there's a sense of uh, a quick impact. But ultimately we say, Actually, generosity starts with your heart and then you engage your mind. So if you're not in it in terms of your emotions, then it's likely that you may well give up after after the programs finish. You know, many of our uh, participants carry on with the charities they choose. They might become a trustee. They might help write the financial reports. Uh, they may do some volunteering. So we are really wanting to marry them into a future where they can be practically helping the charities they choose. Are you getting people from abroad getting involved or is it, is it solely uh, UK, UK people? So we are starting, funnily enough, because we've moved all the programmes online. Before the pandemic, we were meeting people face-to-face uh, -face and doing programs specifically in London. Now we have opened up these online programs to anybody. They are national. Um, and in fact, at the moment, we have somebody who's Zooming in from Amsterdam. So we are recognizing that for us, actually, the, the, the COVID crisis has allowed us to really extend our reach. And we feel that we're actually a lot stronger in our offering as a charity because our program is so versatile nationally and internationally to some extent. We are recognizing um, that we just have to be quite sensitive to different cultures and uh, the different ways in which people may interact. So we're not that far advanced in that, but this program can travel and we can, uh, I'd like to think it becomes a global movement of generosity but equally recognising that different cultures may want to approach the programme slightly differently. I know that a lot of our listeners are um, UK-based, but equally we've got quite a few who are over in the States um, and, and all over the world, actually. So... Um, Big shout out to all of you listening. In terms of uh, the, yeah, so you were saying that people join the program, it's about, it's a seven weeks program. And then is it that they, do people come back then as mentors sometimes, or is it that they're then, they've been trained and they go off and then you don't hear from them again? How, how does it work? We actually have two mentors per group and these mentors are BMO alumni. And they have first-hand experience of just going through the experience themselves. 
and are really excited about the impact that they created. So they're just fueling that into the next group. Um, some people actually have come back to speak. Uh, they may well have been inspired to set up their own social enterprise or they may have carried on with their group in some way. So we tend to keep on to our community. We are a growing community. Um, but equally, some people are quite happy. They, they've adjusted their giving. They, they know their steps forward. And, you know, we're happy to say, go for it. We're here if you need us. Come back, be fed, be inspired by our, by our webinars and podcasts. But this is about launching them, you know. Mm -hmm. And uh, it's a real joy that I love the community. They are... Uh, I'd say the average age, well, we have people from their young 20s to their mid 40s. These guys are very bright, very passionate about making a difference. Uh, they come from all walks of life. And um, yeah, I, they're amazing. They, I'm just so inspired by the capacity for someone um, above and beyond their day job. That you know, they, they have such talents that they may not use in their day job, but we're trying to encourage them to use these unique gifts and talents um, through giving. And uh, it's just a joy. I can't express enough that the, the amazing people we have on these on these programs. It's really fantastic to hear all of this, Nicolette, because I guess there's a, I've certainly got friends, I work for the, in the charity sector myself, but I've got friends that, you know, talk about, uh, from all sorts of sectors who talk about giving and, and I usually interact with them on a, a charity basis because I'm asking them to sponsor me to do something. But uh, I think that, that, that idea that you can encourage people to work together to raise more money than they may have ever thought possible for a worthy cause with the due diligence and everything, it's fantastic. Are, there'll be people listening to this on the podcast, um, listening now, who maybe work for a charity or support a charity or want to jump on board with uh, Be More and have a, have a go at that. Um, but for charities that may be listening, is there anything that they can do to have a chance at being considered by your Be More groups in the future? Uh, I'm afraid not. This is all about these groups finding these charities themselves. Um, However, it may, you may feel if you're a small charity that, oh, well, of course, uh, these groups are going to go for the big charities because they're the, one who are the ones who are dominate, dominating the marketing space and are going to be seen by the Be More groups. Mm -hmm. However, at Be More, we do encourage groups to think about supporting smaller charities and their money may well go further in those and there may be more opportunities for volunteering and supporting in different ways so we are very aware and and i think increasingly our groups are choosing charities that may not be the big names that dominate these marketing spaces but rather um ones that perhaps with a be more gift can really make a difference um sam i'd like to just share a case study with you that we had one group, a Be More group, who found a charity called United World Schools. And this is the charity about bringing education into remote communities. 
and particularly wanting to encourage girls as well as boys into learning and education. And this particular group were able to fundraise and match fund and, and give £26,000, which is a lot for one of our BMOL groups to give, uh, to this organisation and actually built a whole school in Cambodia for the charities. So they, they paid for the frame, they, 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 they helped build this thing and all the community in this particular place in Cambodia, it's called the Veal Tom School, uh, the community there built the school and now the school is, op is op in operation and running. And it's a real joy to see the impact and the pictures this charity keeps sending. And in fact, the group were meant to be going out to see the charity, uh, see the school this uh, autumn, but sadly they obviously can't at the moment. It's just one of the success stories where the charities that the groups do pick really do um, benefit from the Be More experience. If, if people listening to this would like to find out more about Be More, how do they get in touch with you? Well, brilliant. We'd love to hear from them. They can email us at hello at bemore.co.uk and they can also look at our website and book on to the next programme. So the website is bemore, B-E-M-O-R-E dot co.uk. There's loads of stuff, loads of testimonies, case studies, impact, and uh, they can book on to the next programme being launched. Nicolette Wolf, thank you for contributing to Charity Chat. Thank you for having me. A big thank you to Nicolette Wolf for donating her time to speak with Charity Chat. Be More sounds like it's making both a short term difference in concentrating and amplifying the giving of their groups of volunteers, whilst also engendering change and a culture of philanthropy which the charity sector sorely needs and is more than likely to need in the future. COVID-19 has caused and highlighted greater need than many of us will have seen in our lifetime and the challenges that we face to create a fairer, better society seems bigger than ever. We know that philanthropy is vital right now to ensure that crucial and desirable causes are sufficiently supported to deal with growing need in almost all areas of society. The answer to society's woes, essentially, it comes down to money and a fairer sharing of this. And for those that have the power in society to direct the flow of this funding into making positive change for a better society for all and supporting their charities. Philanthropy right now is essentially that those with power and money to help those with much less, to go some way to creating more balance and in doing so, a better world for us all to live in. Volunteering time, bringing more people into the inner workings of how charities work, developing their connections with funders and doing the work is also important, both in terms of the immediate effects and the longer term muscle memory that it creates for future philanthropy. Be More seems to be doing great things and contributing to this. You can too, either by getting involved in Be More or maybe helping your charity develop their outreach and engagement with potential funders and potential trustees too. All of us in the charity sector have a duty to improve the future charity sector 
through our own actions and bringing in a diverse and competent generation of future leaders, we must strive for nothing less than a new utopia. Fairness for all. I hope this podcast episode will be a step for you, as it has been for us in producing it, to greater knowledge and future action that moves us closer to greater fairness and a better world for all. Thank you for listening, dear listener. We really appreciate it. It's just left for me to thank our corporate sponsors, Giant Squid Audio Lab for sponsoring our podcast kit, Magda Axmit for the beautiful website design. Check it out at charitychat.org.uk. We'll also have more information there about Be More. RR Yard Photography for the lovely pro bono images they provided for our website. And of course, Forest of Fools who have been playing throughout the show and are playing us out right now. Keep doing what you can. Speak to you soon. Cheerio. Bye-bye. Jolly.